The Tomb of Lygia was my second Poe picture to be made in the United Kingdom, in England, and it represented a total departure from all of the previous Poe pictures because I had gotten tired of my fairly intricate psychological studies of Poe and decided to throw everything out. My original thoughts about Edgar Allan Poe was that uh, he was writing from the unconscious, that uh, like Freud, he was working from the unconscious mind and therefore I should try to shoot everything on a sound stage and make everything unreal. As you can see from this fairly open dolly shot here, which I kind of like, it's in this old ruined abbey in Norfolk. Uh, I decided to throw all those theories out and shoot as much as possible in the open air. This is the funeral of Vincent Price's wife. To me. And she will not die because she willed not to die. Is her will stronger than the Lord's? Vincent played a little bit younger in this film, and we gave him a little more makeup than usual because he played something of a romantic leading man, and his age was getting up there above uh, the usual romantic leading men. We, could, we had to play with his age, uh, yet at the same time we did as much as we could uh, to minimize a little bit. We even uh, used a little bit of effusion on the camera lens, which you generally use for your leading lady. Ah, here is the first moment. A nervous contraction. Nothing more. I love Vincent in scenes like that. He is utterly serious and he's good. So silent now? Vincent was really a brilliant actor, and I don't think he got as much credit in his lifetime as he deserved. He had been a young leading man, and they thought of him now as an older character actor. But he was more than that. He had starred on Broadway and in some very good motion pictures, and he was a man of immense talent. The black cat motif figures through the tomb of Lygia, and uh, as you probably know through much of Poe, including his short story, The Black Cat, which I included in Tales of Terror. This was a time when animated, uh, or at least drawn, titles were very popular. And uh, I've forgotten who did them, but I was very pleased with them. Today, of course, you have greater special effects, and uh, uh, you can get uh, greater work. But uh, these were essentially low-budget pictures masquerading with as much camera trickery as I could find to make them look a little bit bigger.
This was the first picture to be produced from a screenplay by Bob Town, who of course went on to write uh, several pictures which won Academy Awards, and he himself, I think, has won at least two Academy Awards. There's the black cat again. Uh, I believe we use the cat in every one of the title cards. This says a Roger Corman production produced by Pat Green. I normally took producer-director credit, but we got a subsidy from the English government and you had to have a British producer, so I stepped away. As you can see, this is really an open-air picture, totally, totally different from all of the other faux pictures simply because I was bored with the previous style. There was a tendency in some of the Poe pictures to be a little bit dialogue heavy and a little confined. So this fox hunt was deliberately put in to introduce us to the English uh, style of country living and to bring some action into the film right at the beginning. Now, this was shot from a moving truck before we had the very good moving vehicles for camera cars. And it doesn't look bad. I had some set shots here uh, as they go over uh, the barrier. But then I had a lot of moving shots. I'd like to combine the two. The fox may go to ground, my lord. Damn the fox, where's my daughter? This is Derek Francis, a very good English actor who probably played the country squire in 50 films. I'm not certain, but to me, he was the perfect country squire. Rowena! This is John Westbrook, a very good actor who had worked with me in Mask of the Red Death. And this is Elizabeth Shepherd, a very good young English actress who is playing her first lead. And, uh, she went on to have a very nice career. The location was wonderful. I searched all over England to find something like this. As a matter of fact, uh, when I rented a car to search for the location and brought it back, I rented it Friday night on a weekend special and uh, brought it back Monday morning the uh, clerk at the uh, car rental said, 
He believed I broke the record for the number of miles driven in one weekend. I went all over England and Wales, up almost to uh, Scotland and North Northumberland, then back through Norfolk and back to London. The red flowers there are deliberately planted. They're a motif that will reoccur uh, later on in the picture. Now, puss. She's been shaken from the fall, and Vincent, uh, we tried to give him uh, entrances like that whenever we could. In shots like this, you use a, a slight undercranking of the camera to make the horse appear to be going a little bit faster. And it's very difficult because if you undercrank too much, it gets an artificial look. So you have to be very careful. Is she all right? Yes, quite all right, Christopher. Verdon? Good Lord. I never would have. Those glasses. The result of a rather morbid reaction to sunlight. But I thought that... That not hearing from you, I... I mean, after the funeral. Perhaps you had better fetch the lady's horse. Yes. The British Film Institute, a few years later, had a retrospective of my work and they used a portrait of Vincent just like that in the cape, the hat, and the dark glasses for the poster for the retrospective, and I thought uh, it was very effective. How do you do? How do you do? Terribly sorry to trample these lovely asphodels. They're so bright. The flowers of death. How very appropriate. Perhaps you'd better take her in while I fetch her father. That won't be necessary. I'm afraid it will. I used a lot of uh, dolly track on all of the Pope pictures. That's a great uh, angle on that archway up there. Because of these films tended to be a little bit dialogue heavy, I used the camera moving as much as possible and then come back for a set shot with a little bit of pan uh, to establish the area. No, I live at night. My vision is painfully acute. No, no, please, please, that Dear, light. I'm sorry, no. I only thought. No, no, please, no. I'm sorry. For some reason, Vincent was sensitive to light 
in three or four of the Poe pictures. I don't know if it was Poe or if it was me, but somehow uh, dark glasses figured a number of times. And of course, here we're finally in a studio. Everything has been exterior until now. This was shot at Shepperton Studios, a very small studio outside of London, which I liked very much. It was a good studio. And I'm using a wide-angle lens, a very wide lens, in order to make that set look a little bit bigger than it actually was. Is it broken? Doesn't appear to be. It needs binding, however. Here, as with the butler, I was able to use throughout the picture some of the great English faces I had seen in some of the pictures uh, I'd observed earlier and uh, really loved. Where did you learn? Let's see. Do you suppose I could make you smile? Or do you have a laugh, Mr. Fell? Only at myself. I see. Do you? You keep saying, I see, but I think your vision is even more limited than mine. This, of course, is what is known as business. Vincent wrapping the leg gives him something to do so that the dialogue isn't totally stiff. And here, of course, uh, again, uh, the faces and the actors were very, very good. I was pleased with all of them. Must be a freak! The markings are so damn queer. I've never seen any like it. No, oh, Father, please. Lord Trevanion, Mr. Fell. Fell? Oh, of course, the doctor. <laughs> Terribly rude of me. Father, he is not... Here, doctor, have a look at this fox. What do you think of it, eh? Uh, of course, I suppose uh, foxes aren't much in your line. It belongs to the species Fulpis pallida, peculiar to Upper Egypt and the Nubian. Vincent had a dignity and intensity that uh, I tried to work with as much as possible. Uh, notice that the camera is a little bit low. I tried to shoot a little bit up to him to give him more power. Well, I mean, if it belongs in Egypt, what's it doing here? It was once kept here by the Lady Lydia. As a pet? A fox? <laughs> Who on earth would do a thing like that? My I was a great believer in framing. You can see the objects on the walls that sort of balance the composition. Christopher, help me on with my boot. Yeah, I know. I'm but... fine now, Father. Have I said something? Oh, of course. It, not. It's all right, Father. Hey, what? In the wicker, my lord. No, it's not. Beg your pardon, my lord. I said it's not. Oh, well, where could it? I mean. Well, how could it? Well, perhaps you can tell me. Remember that door up above was actually a fake door. It was just something put in. I was always trying to find some way to pretend that Vincent was going through that door. Is that possible? I, I mean... Were it not possible, the fox would still be... The here. candelabra again on the right, and then the chair lower on the left. 
uh, is again as an attempt to balance the composition of the shot. Do you mind if I send your fee by messenger, Doctor? That won't be necessary. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye, then. Ladge's death changed him greatly. Well, he certainly changed, but I never knew her. Was he always so morose? <laughs> bit mysterious, perhaps. Do you like him? I don't think so. But what has that to do with it? To do with what? With whom one is drawn to, whom one loves, even whom one marries. Marry? Marry who? The doctor, father. Now you stay here, my girl. Willful little bitch, ain't she? <laughs> Held to be married to, I should think. Her mother certainly was. God rest her soul. I'm told that Lygia, too, was not without willfulness. Pepperell! Pepperell! I had great fun finding locations like this. Just to open up the picture, to give the impression of upper-class English country living. And for an American, it was uh, just an experience to be there and working in such locations. I shouldn't call them locations from an English standpoint. But to me, they're all locations. As soon as possible. Christopher, I'm riding down to the village. I can easily... That won't be necessary, my dear. Bye. Well, off to the assizes. The assizes. Huh. I've got an important brief. How a gentleman can continue to practice law is beyond me. <laughs> Milady, I... Thank you, Peppera. again to cut from an exterior in Norfolk to an interior in Shepperton Studios. The magic of film. The set really looks bigger than I remembered. I, I think again it's continually using those wide-angle lenses, generally a 25 or 30, occasionally an 18. Rowena. Rowena. I thought it was never, never, never come here unannounced. This kind of shot I liked. It might be a little bit obvious, but... Uh, it was sort of a weakness of mine to shoot through something and then move so that they're ideally framed uh, behind the, uh, the screen there. I'll send you off shivering like a, like a frightened kitten. Okay. Come along. Your hair. Isn't it? 
It's a shambles of the night. Come along. And I dare say you've never had tea in the kitchen before. The art direction was done by Danny Haller, who had worked in the United States with me. And, uh, I did like it. I think the way he contrasts this kitchen area, for instance, with its simplicity, with the, uh, I don't know if gorgeous is the right word, but at least with the elaborate quality of the main room, main hallway. Who? The woman you seem so afraid will arrive unannounced. Why did you come here? And again, you see an attempt to give movement to the dialogue. They both have moved, but at different times, the camera moved with them. And now she's got a little bit of business so that they're not just standing there talking to each other. You make me want to offer you something. Pity prompts you. There are people one pities without being drawn to them. I suppose I even pity Christopher. He's blinded in his way too, you know. His life being simply law and logic. To be so limited. The beauty of such a life lies in its limitations. And in accepting them. Oh, I know. I suppose I'm spoilt and terribly willful. Will. It's a great close-up of Vincent's face is very powerful and at the same time very subtle and expressive. But I keep talking about Vincent. I really, because I worked with him so many times, I should mention Elizabeth Shepard here. This was her first true lead in a picture. And uh, she was thoroughly professional and very, very good. Um, I've always liked her portrayal. Do you suppose I might be a knight? I am expected. Very good, sir. You don't understand. I can welcome no one here. Not even in the kitchen of all places. Wait. Let me go. Wait. I'm sorry. Please let me go. Yes. Yes, that is, after all, what I want, too, isn't it? To be let go. Yes, of course, of course, and pay you. I like the way they played together, and looking at Elizabeth, I remember one of the reasons I chose her is that she was a young actress, but she could play with the dignity of a slightly older woman. So this to make it not that much of a mismatch in age between Elizabeth and Vincent. The will to live remained alive. My eyes see the shadows gather up her shape. Although it was something of a mismatch. And seeing her. Yet when you thought I was my dear, you tried to attack me. I don't remember. Not very fetching, am I? Ray Milland 
had played in the premature burial, one of the earlier Apollo pictures. And I remember, because of the age uh, problem, I was thinking for a little bit of going with Ray for the lead in the picture. But I thought back, and he would have had a slightly more youthful look. Yet I liked so much the intensity and complexity of Vincent's acting that I decided to uh, more or less ignore Take that factor. Mr. Christopher Gott wishes to be announced. He's in the refectory. Can I be helping, sir? Yes. Yes, Kendrick, please. Take care of this. Forgive me, my dear, but I, I must see Christopher. Forgive me. Of course. Kendrick, bring the lady... The room. cat, as you see, leaves its mark. The cat is important throughout the film. Find him by the portal. Bowen Kendrick. I want that animal destroyed. I like foreground composition, as you can see. We set up a lot of it here. And then Dolly behind some of it. There's a tiny bit of distortion in a couple of these shots. There is the shot where I finally got a chance to have Vincent come through a door that was non-existent. I blocked the door with the uh, Egyptian head, and then as the head came down, we see him standing at the door as if he had come through. I finally got to use it. Little known and less remembered. This picture was shot uh, about 40 years ago. A lot of it I don't remember. They confound me. There's a blankness, a, a mindless sort of malice in some Egyptian eyes. They do not readily yield up the mystery they hold. Again, this is a nice sort of shot. Um, here, of course, it's as it were over the pharaoh's head on the other two. From the others, it was a raking three-shot, if you include the head as one of the three characters, which I did. And again, using foregone composition, I have that, oh, and I'm dollying as I, <laughs> I have to laugh a little bit at some of my work because uh, I'm aware of what I was doing, and I did it a number of times. I don't want to say I did it too many times, but it was one of the reasons that this was the last of the Poe pictures. They were all successful, and AIP wanted me to make another one. But again, using shots like this, I felt that I was really starting to repeat myself, and I stopped after this and moved directly into the streets, away from locations, with the Wild Angels, which was the first of the... Uh, Hell's Angel motorcycle films. Let's go for a stroll. A stroll. A stroll, a walk. What the devil difference does it make? Come on. What was she, Kenrick? She, ma'am? Lygia. Perhaps none of you took note, but it seems apparent to me she wasn't quite human. So, what was she? Her hair was black, I believe. Do you? Excellent. 
black on one of her heads and green on the other. The fire in the background there is always a problem. If you use a gas fire, which we did, you can record dialogue. You get a slightly better look by really burning logs, but they pop and crackle, and you can't use the dialogue. You have to come back to loop. So I preferred to use the gas, although on slightly bigger budget pictures, I, when I could afford to come back to loop the dialogue, which means replace the dialogue. Uh, at any rate, here we are outside again, trying to bring us into the day as much as we can, but also slightly handicapped by the semi-perpetual English fog. From Ligeia's tombstone. And yet it was there yesterday when we came upon the Lady Rowena. I don't know which confounds me more, the defacing of the grave or the importance you seem to place upon it. Doesn't it seem to be a bit odd to you? Well, this picture was shot in five weeks. All of the Poe pictures that were shot in the United States were shot in three weeks. But uh, since they move a little bit slower in England, I've always felt that it was equivalent of a four-week picture. Neither a prank nor malicious. Look at that stone, Christopher. Consider what The English crews were very good. Technically, they were excellent, every bit as good as the Hollywood crews. And in some cases, some of the craftsmanship was better. Uh, but they were accustomed to a slightly slower pace. I never knew and we that. broke in the morning for 11s, and then we broke in the afternoon for tea. And uh, while that's very civilized, uh, you not, do not get quite as much work done during the day. Prophecies in their stone tools. This prank is also a prophecy. Of what? From whom? Burden. This is surely something of but... return, Christopher. Of Lygia's return. Verdon. All right. No. No, pray hear me out. These words were among the last she ever spoke to me. Nor lie in death forever. Man need not kneel before the angels, nor lie in death forever. Save for the weakness. Again, this is a very wide angle. I think I shot this with an 18, which causes a bit of distortion, yet at the same time really makes the set look bigger and deeper. She nevertheless pitted herself against death with a passion words are impotent to convey. As her body progressively wasted, she seemed to turn to the very... The cat looks as if uh, it's acting perfectly, but I have to say, uh, working with cats... And, uh, oh, the worst was when I did The Raven, another of the Pope pictures. That damn raven drove me crazy. Um, uh, the cat, at least, was a little bit easier to work with. She never entered or left a room, never walked down the darkest passageway without somehow illuminating it like a single moving candle. Like a blind man, I could sense her presence. Arthur Grant was the cameraman, and uh, I've always loved the work of Floyd Crosby, the American cameraman who did most of the pose, but I thought Arthur was very good here. In the Particularly when you realize that uh, these are really low-budget films, and I think they uh, look a little bit bigger. They clearly don't look like uh, a giant film, but I think there is a little bit of scope. Your only wife. 
This was a nice set that Danny designed, and I tried to take advantage of it by angles like this. was not pretending to be afraid. That ledge was fairly narrow. Have you ever tried to recall to memory something forgotten? Being upon the very verge of remembrance, and yet in the end being unable to remember? No. No, if I fear, it's... It's for my mind that I fear. What, after all, is madness but belief in... Cutting to Elizabeth in the midst of this dialogue scene is another device to try to break up uh, the conversation, the dialogue. Consider the skill and the instrument... This is almost a too perfectly framed shot. And consider my skill with such instruments and consider my hand guilty with marble i got the date from that stone and you didn't know no not until now so you see if i fear it's... john westbrook was a very good english actor he played this role i think to perfection, and he went on to have a very solid career, both in uh, British films and on the stage in London. laid in the sound of the bell but I would think in real life a bell that close of that size would be deafening and by shooting through and across the moving bell and the structure around it uh, I thought we got a, a lot of nice movement within the scene You're safe now, my darling. You're safe with me. And then again, England gives you so many wonderful locations, such as this. Vincent can go outside without his glasses. That was a nice shot. I waited uh, because the weather had been very, very bad, and that was the best we could get. When I was a child, we stayed by the sea in a small house on a hill. I remember very little of my childhood. I lived with my father. This again was an attempt to break up the picture 
to give it a little more scope. His very manner was formed by... A couple of these shots uh, were actually second unit. Paul Myersberg, who was my assistant, was a young English uh, writer and critic who uh, did a couple of the long shots with doubles uh, because I couldn't afford to take a crew. To, as a matter of fact, this shot was at Stonehenge. I particularly wanted Stonehenge in. So he went with doubles. You'll notice we don't see the faces here because Stonehenge, uh, I think, is such a great location. Like the pyramids in Egypt or like the Aztec towers in Mexico. And then again, to play the dialogue over, that almost looks uh, Japanese in composition. Where are we? Won't be long now. Christopher reached me by post when we were in Rome. The papers for the sale of the Abbey are almost all in order. Tomorrow, Tomorrow we'll have a party to celebrate our return and our leaving. <laughs> this is day for night, uh, which the French call American night. And I think the English haven't quite mastered it the way uh, American cameramen do. I, I think this is just a fraction off. It's simply because of the lack of experience with, as we say, American night. Welcome home, men. Your personal maid, men. Ma'am? Thank you. Oh, thank you. They're simply lovely. Oh, Verdon, I... As long as we have to stay here, you will be... Now we're back with the glasses.
Elizabeth was very good here. It's very difficult with no dialogue to convey a complexity of emotion. Your bride seems in an unusually reflective mood tonight. The journey, no doubt, tied her. Yes, I dare say. What news on the sale of the Abbey? Something... Dinner scenes like this are always nice. You get to have everybody dressed up, the uh, silverware and the candles and everything. Uh, I kind of enjoyed working with this. Deed to the Abbey is in Ligeia's name. Although it gives you a problem in matching different angles, uh, what's known as the 180-degree line, uh, which you should not cross with the camera, which means that everybody is looking in the right directions. It becomes almost a mathematical equation in a scene like this. The 180-degree line is shifting at all times with the camera, and you have to be very, very careful. I have visited the sets of other directors where they will get into an argument with the cameraman as to exactly where the 180-degree line is on a... a fairly complex uh, arrangements such as this. A colleague of mine in Switzerland. Also, there's a lot of what you call cheating. I'm moving people around so that uh, in a shot like this, I've got everybody in the right positions. When I come from another angle, I'll, again, I'll cheat and move the chairs maybe a foot, sometimes as much as two feet in a different direction, which the audience generally doesn't notice uh, in order to get the composition I want interested disciple, one who sought relief from an incurable ill. Well, they could. And again, with that candelabra there in the back and the candle, uh, I'm always moving those candles around a little bit to get something such as that, so I've got something, again, in the foreground of each shot. ...more than its curative powers. Through it, one is able to call to mind things long forgotten or to forget things best not called to mind. And uh, might we see a demonstration? Remember, I can't affect the sale of the Abbey until something more is done. You see, the camera will probably start moving in a moment. Still your wife. I wait your pleasure, sir. Christopher, I must talk to you. Since last night, until moments before you arrived, I've not seen Verdon. And something else, something horrible. Rowena, we mustn't keep our guests. And here again is an 18 millimeter lens. As I say, it gives you, particularly when you move, a little bit of distortion, but it really makes that set look big. No. Sit down. So I tried not to have too many moving shots uh, with, uh, with an 18. My lord, I shall need your assistance, too. But... Please. Doctor. Christopher. Now, breaking out of it, I'm back probably here. Now, say a, Rowena, a 30 or 35 length. What do you remember of your mother? Skipping the 25 and moving significantly up. Other than portraits. She died when I was three. Now, my dear. I missed you last night. 
You had better come to me. I never left my room. Rowena, you must trust me. Give over your will to mine. No harm. No harm will come to you. At times, working with a gas fire, the flames are a little bit too regular, so I would sometimes have somebody there uh, grip with the fan in order to make them break up a little bit. Soon, very soon, they will be one with mine. You will try, but you will not be able to. You will try soon. You will try soon. You will try now. But you will not, you cannot move them. Close your eyes. Rowena. Yes? You may let loose of my hands now. They're working together very well here, I think. wish to let loose of my hands now. Because when you do, it will make you very happy, very young. So young. All brightness and butterflies are a wonder to behold. See them? See them? I was trained in method technique, which means for the actor not to play the role, but to live the role. Neither Elizabeth nor Vincent had been trained in that technique. Uh, so I was working with more classically trained actors, but we sort of reached a reasonable compromise in which I think they are feeling the role. What is she doing? What does your mother usually do when you are about to cry, Rowena? She sings to me. She sings to you. What does she sing, Rowena? Sing it for us. I have a bonnet trimmed with blue. Do you wear it? Yes, I do. I will wear it when I can. Going to the ball with my young man. I have a bonnet trimmed with blue. Do you wear it? Yes, I do. I will. 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 Who knoweth the mysteries of the will? The will herein lieth, which dieth not. Man need not kneel before the angels, nor lie in death forever, but for the weakness of his feeble will. I will always be your wife. <laughs> I had forgotten that scene. I remember at the time I was very pleased with it, the complexity of the change and the completely different attitude both to her face and her body. I remember when the scene was finished, the crew applauded. Should rest more easily now. I confess, sir, that I am somewhat confounded by what I have just seen. Yes. Uh, should you require my further service? Yes, thank you, Doctor. Good night. Good night. 
don't go. Please don't leave me tonight. You need rest? But there are things I must ask you, tell you. Hush, my dear. Tomorrow will be soon enough. Should you need me, I'll be... On one of these pictures, I don't know if it was Lygia, uh, the prop man told me that he thought I had broken the record for the number of candles used in one film. we're moving into fantasy the uh, matter of fact you can see an extreme lens here by uh, the distortion I might even view as there is something under an 18 I think there's a 9 that causes uh, a, very, a great deal of distortion and of course we use special lenses over them but I should say a diffusion lenses over the extreme wide angle lens and tilt at the camera as well as shooting in slow motion. In other words, I was using every trick I could think of. These shots are just fun because it's pure cinema. You don't, have, you don't have to stop to worry about plot or anything else. It's just working with the camera, working with all the equipment, and working with the actor or actress. And of course, we had a wind machine there as well. stylized here with the colors. Elizabeth looks very good and acts very well. I'm, I had forgotten how good she was. I like the cutting work here. Our editor was Alfred Cox, a very good English editor, and I felt we worked effectively together.
Well, that's a little bit Godfather-esque, although it was shot maybe 10 years before The Godfather. scenes for not a big shock, just a little bit of a jolt to keep the audience slightly uneasy. Where have you been? Alone. I was alone. But where? Walking. I woke, dressed, and walked. I was resting. Burden? For whom? Why have you got that food? Why? Sir? Yes? I thought I heard... Henrik, can you explain this plate of food? Eyes. Yes, I seem to have found it outside of my room. Well? Perhaps uh, one of the maids may have mislaid it, sir. One of the maids. Yes, well, look into it. Yes, sir. Oh, and, uh, Kenrick, the Lady Rowena found some, some things in her room. Have them removed. But I'll join you at breakfast, my dear. In the meanwhile, rest. Ma'am, please show me what has disturbed you. I shan't be able to show you what has disturbed me. Perhaps you could show me. I'm truly sorry. That's a device of panning from one actor to another that I don't totally like, but I use it occasionally, particularly in these long dialogue scenes, just to break the visual style and introduce something new. Oh, I've done it again here. Is it now? Along with the fox, the food, the saucer of milk. My hairbrush filled with black hair with her. Are they just legal technicalities as well? But you said yourself that these objects disappeared when... <laughs> Someone else beside myself was there. Christopher, did you imagine her words on my lips last night? Words I had never heard before. No. 
That woman is alive. There. From somewhere in the abbey, she comes to devil me. There again, using a lot of moving camera and POVs and so forth. And with her husband. Let's walk for a bit, my dear. Make me a promise. Don't ask for explanations. We must be in a position to demand them. And by tonight, we will be. Promise. Bringing all the elements together. And if you notice, I pulled back in the previous shot, I'm dolling in in this. And again, a lot, if not an overabundance of foreground composition. Is there something else I can fetch you, ma'am? Just my husband, Kenry. I'm sorry to come upon you unannounced, but... Oh, you always did stand on ceremony. Yes. Yes, quite. May I? Oh, don't leave us, please. Kenry. Sir? Where is your master? As I've told the Lady Rowena, sir, he's working over some ancient treasure. In his study? Splendid. Then send for him. He's not there, sir. Where else might he work? I say, where else might he work? I can't quite say, sir. You can't say or you won't say. Which is it? Now sit. Go on, sit. If, Kenrick, you are unsure of your master's whereabouts, perhaps you can answer another question. Yes, sir. Where is Lygia? I should have thought the answer to that an obvious one. She's lying. You always need the interlocutor in uh, a film such as this. Is that the case, Kendrick? Of course, sir. It was only that, that... Yes? It was such a strange question to ask. Oh, quite. <laughs> yes, quite. Why do you suppose I should ask? And again, the pacing by John here may be a little bit set up 
But nevertheless, uh, as I've said so many times, it helps to break up the scene just to get that little bit of movement and a changing angle. Perhaps she prefers the company of Verdon to the dubious comforts of her coffin. Or perhaps... These are always very difficult for the cameraman and for the grips moving the dolly because they have to know at precisely what moment to move in time with the actors so that everything comes out right. No more, please. I've no wish to torment you. Produce your master or point the way for me to find him. Give me leave, sir. You must give me leave. My dear, go to your room. Lock the door. In no circumstances, leave it until I return. But if Ferdinand comes... I can't promise that all will be well. But it will be done with. Soon. This again, day for night. Have you another spade? Yes, sir. Weirdly enough, you need bright sunlight to get good day for night. And in England, we had diffused sunlight so often, so maybe I shouldn't blame too much on the English cameraman. Anything else, sir? No. No, thank you. frequently in Edgar Allan Poe stories.
We were just throwing that cat around the set. That was actually a matte shot, which means it was a painting into which we introduced a little bit of movement optically to give an impression of reality. Matte shots can work very well, but one of the keys is you shouldn't hold on them too long. Don't give the audience a chance to really examine a shot like that. You've earned your ale tonight. sets we had. Of course, these are redressing of previous sets, but nevertheless, they do give you a different location and a different look. This is not necessarily Alice through the looking glass, but uh, there is a vague similarity. Ah, and here we are. It is not quite as good a mask as it should have been. One of the differences between a low budget and a big budget film, you can simply spend the money and get better effects. But in general, I'm fairly pleased with the look of this film. We did get, uh, in general, the look I wanted. placed in the middle of the room. It's always in a traditional fireplace, but I thought this would just be interesting, and again, we could work around it and through it. That, of course, is Elizabeth playing the dual role. <laughs> Lygia can be said to actually have a role. 
It's no use, Rowena. He's beyond any of us now, beyond any shock. Come with us now, Rowena. He'll come alone when he can. It's not his doing, ma'am. It's hers. Hers, the lady Ligeia's. Her eyes. Before she died, she held him with her eyes, the way he did with you that night. She told him she was not dying, would never die, but would remain here waiting for him. And that every night he must come and care for her, be with her. And that during the day he must forget the nights. And he would forget. And yet sometimes I've seen him struggle to remember, struggle against her madness. But the night always fell. And with it, her madness always fell upon him. And did you never try to tell him? When I tried, he became still, like now. He wouldn't see, wouldn't listen. He's still held by her word. Only she can release him. And she's dead. Burden? Burden, you must trust me. Give over your will to mine. Soon. Very soon. At the climax of a number of the Poe films, I had burnt the house down, maybe unconsciously when I said I wanted the fireplace in the middle of the room for the climax. Knowing we weren't actually going to burn the house down this time, I got my fire in at the end one way or another. Remember everything. Remember all I've ever asked of you. And when you do remember, you will be free. My will fails me, Verdon. I am dying, Verdon. I am dying. And when I do, you will see me dead and remember it all She wants a place to rest. Well, if I couldn't burn the house down, could burn something else.
please leave me alone with my wife. I'm using a just slight angle on the camera here. I wanted a very small angle to give a sense of unreality, but not so much of an angle as to call attention to itself. <laughs> after all. Yes, she killed Rowena and I killed Lygia. But that's Rowena's body. It's Rowena. But it was Lygia. It was Lygia. Yes, Christopher, take her and leave. Think me mad, think whatever you will, but leave this happy now. I know who is responsible. Take Rowena out of here.
again, this is wonderful stuff to work with. It's pure cinema. Working with the actors, working with the camera, and above all, working in the editing room. To, because a scene like this can be put together so many different ways. Wait a minute, don't tell me I burned the house down again in this one. <laughs> I, had I, I thought I had stopped doing that. I had completely forgotten. Well, I guess you can't have too much of a good thing. Again, it's fun to shoot this stuff. Matter of fact, they were warned about me in England because I had singed the top of the studio and they had uh, somebody from the fire department there who said in a very polite way, we understand that you work with a lot of fire. And actually, they wouldn't let me put the fire. This was a cutaway shot. Uh, they wouldn't, and so is this. Uh, they wouldn't let me burn the fire. You'll notice it doesn't get quite as high as I would like it, and that was the English fire department who refused to let me go all the way. Oh, we great artists are always subject to limitations from authority. Hello, Christopher. That, I think, is actually a couple of shots from one of the American Poe pictures. We burned down a barn for, I think, the fall of the House of Usher. Poe always says it best. 